Hey there, welcome to this Real Life Church podcast. We are continuing to go through the New City Catechism. Uh, the New City Catechism is a uh, modern catechism of 52 questions and answers, really covering the whole range of orthodox biblical doctrine. Of course, a catechism should never, ever take the place of scripture reading. We all, as Christ's people, should uh, open the Word of God and hear God speak to us through it. All scriptures breathed out by God and profitable. It's powerful to transform our lives. Uh, so don't ever uh, think that a catechism or, quite frankly, a, a creed or a confession or other books um, should ever be seen as a substitute or something that feeds us more than God's Word itself. A catechism is a helpful tool, though, I, I would say. Uh, creeds, confessions um, are helpful tools that help that, that encapsulate the Scripture's teachings um, in a in a more concise way. And so we're making our way through this catechism and uh, think that it's important, uh, especially in the day of abounding confusion and deception, we want to be strong and solid on um, the, the, the sure foundation of God's truth. So we're covering question 27 today. Question 27 asks this, are all people, just as they were lost through Adam, saved through Christ? The answer is no. Only those who are elected by God and united to Christ by faith. Nevertheless, God in his mercy demonstrates common grace even to those who are not elect by restraining the effects of sin and enabling works of culture for human well-being. So let's jump into this issue and look at a powerful, often misunderstood truth. Some texts in the Bible are taken uh, by the less than careful or ignorant to mean that just as every person is lost in Adam, every single person now is saved through Christ, that Jesus came and died on the cross and every single person is now saved. But of course, well, of course, that's the teaching of universalism. And you just have to do a fairly cursory review of scriptures to know that that does such violence to, to much of the New Testament. Uh, you would have to rework many, many passages. And of course, some have tried to do that. Um, but that's, that's a significant error. Okay, So every single person is lost in Adam. Uh, not every person is saved through Christ. Not every single person is saved through Christ. So the question is, are you in Adam or in Christ? So that's the question for every person to think about. Are you in Adam or in Christ? All who are still in Adam are lost and condemned. Full stop, okay? All who are in Christ are saved. Theologians call this the doctrine of federal headship. Every single person born is born with Adam as their federal head. Okay, every person born, every person listening to my voice now, when you were born, you were born in Adam. And so all born in Adam receive all that Adam can give, which is sin, condemnation, and death. However, those who are born again 
are in Christ and have Jesus Christ as their federal head. And as such, all who are in Christ receive all that he can give, which is righteousness and blessing and salvation and eternal life. So the question is, are you in Adam or in Christ? What is your address? What's your spiritual address? Are you in Adam or in Christ? Well, to be in Christ, to be saved, two things must happen. Salvation through Christ is only for those who are, one, elected by God, and two, united to Christ by faith. So let's look at, think about those two statements one by one. First, elected by God. Now, of course, this is a controversial truth, but I would suggest every important biblical truth at one time or another has been controversial. So don't let this frighten you or scare you away, okay? If we want to be biblical, fully biblical, we need to deal with it. So the scriptures are clear that God elects or God chooses. Romans 9.18 says that God has mercy on whom he wills. Ephesians 1.4 says that Christians can say that God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. That part's important, before the foundation of the world. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 says, uh, Paul speaking to the, 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 the Christians in Thessalonica said, God chose you as the first fruits to be saved. So God chooses before the world was made, before the foundation of the world in eternity past, not on the basis of good that he sees individuals will do, but on the basis of his own mercy, his own desire to show mercy to whom he wills. So to be saved, we must be elected or chosen by God. Now, if we stopped here, I think there could be an imbalance. Actually, I think there would be an imbalance because the New Testament says more. It says that we need to believe in Christ or the answer, going back to the answer to question 27, we need to be united to Christ by faith. Only those who are elected by God and united to Christ by faith are saved. So faith unites us to Christ and all the blessings that are found in him. So go to Ephesians 1 verses 3 to 14 and it enumerates blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. And you'll see this phrase over and over again in those 12 verses, in Christ or in him. That speaks of our union with Christ and all these blessings that come to us in Christ. Okay, So Ephesians 2, you know this passage, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. So we're saved by grace, but we're saved through the instrument of faith, okay? So faith is a gift, but we exercise faith. We believe in Christ. And so all are not saved through Christ, just as all were lost through Adam. It's only those who are elected by God and united to Christ by faith. But then there's this important part, I think, in the second part of the answer, the second sentence. Nevertheless, God in his mercy demonstrates common grace even to those who are not elect 
even to those who eventually will not be saved. And his common grace is seen by restraining the effects of sin, okay, and, and, and enabling works of culture for human well-being, okay? So restraining the effects of sin. We, we see God restraining the effects of sin everywhere. We, we look around and we see sin and evil rampant, but people are not as sinful or wicked as they could be. And praise God for that. That is because of God's common grace. And also we see God's common grace in enabling works of culture for human well-being. Think of the technology. Think of the medical technological advances that we experience in our culture. Of course, some technologies used for horrifically evil ends, but some is some are used for wonderful ends, wonderful means of God's common grace that we all experience on a daily basis. And so, getting back to the central question, are all people just as they were lost in Adam saved through Christ? No. Only those who are elected by God and united to Christ by faith. Nevertheless, God, in his mercy, demonstrates common grace, even to those who are not elect, by restraining the effects of sin and enabling works of culture for human well-being. Well, the scripture that goes with this is Romans 5.17, and I love this verse. It says, For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. So the question is again, are you in Adam or in Christ? If you're in Christ, it's because God elected you and you've been united to Christ by faith and you have according to Romans 5.17, now received the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness. And in the power of the Spirit, you may reign in life through that one man, Jesus Christ. Praise his name. That concludes this podcast. We will see you next time.